0: You are Locked On Padres,
1: your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, June 2nd. As always, I am your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off-the-Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture enter-te- entertain 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 entertainment beats of things at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse play Disgusting, Film Cred, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, though, guys, which is the most important thing, of course, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to respond to them and maybe even respond to them here on the, the show, on an episode of the show. And also, remember, I'm still doing this. I don't know when I'm going to stop plugging this at the beginning, but if you send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app in the like review description area, if you write a question in there, it is guaranteed to be talked about on the show. Probably going to be doing one of those tomorrow, actually. Uh, as in tomorrow, as in Thursday, I think. Wow. Yeah, I keep forgetting that tomorrow's already going to be Thursday. We're already almost done with the week. That's crazy. But anyway, guys, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Locked on MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. But please, just do me one thing, guys. Call him Sully. Every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews with all sorts of people, routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts, guys. And for today's episode... We are recapping last night's game. Don't necessarily have too many thoughts on it because it is just one game after all, guys. Uh, We'll be doing that a little bit, uh, yesterday's loss. And then I'm going to be continuing the next uh, part of my check with Joe... Kilgallen of Locked On Cubs, the new host of Locked On Cubs, where we get a little bit more into kind of where the Cubs are at. I ask a little bit more stuff about Chris Bryant, and then he asked me some questions about the Padres. And, of course, we talked about Tatis uh, and his incredible weekend that he had. But let's get into last night, guys, because it wasn't very happy the Padres lose by a score of 4-3 in this game. Starting, I mean, it it's funny because this game went from real exciting to real bad, and I, I take some blame for that, folks. Because your boy couldn't stop tweeting from the account last night. I was just doing some poop posting, you know what I mean? I was tweeting some nonsense, uh, really, for the most part, and then they just started killing us, you know? And basically, it all starts with, you know, let's start with the starting pitcher, Ryan Weathers in this game. He takes the loss, going five innings, giving up four runs on seven hits, walking one, striking out two. That raises ERA to 2.06 on the season. It was 1.31 before, which was a little bit unsustainable. I didn't think it was going to keep that way for too long, but... I actually, despite that stat line, didn't think he looked too terrible. Patrick Wisdom is able to turn on one of his pitches and launch a two-run home run. And then another one from Wilson Contreras, which I actually thought, yeah, it was a little bit up in the zone, but I actually thought that uh, it was just a well-hit ball. And Wilson Contreras is good. And just above all else, the Cubs are really on a roll right now. Next to the Padres, they've basically had the best offense in baseball for the last few weeks. Um, Seriously, like they've been absolutely unbelievable. Chris Bryant literally playing. At an MVP level, and as I kind of mentioned in my chat with Joe, it's kind of funny that this Cubs team decided to give up on—I don't know—trying to an extent. I really can't wait to see what happens uh, in terms of this team with trade cannon. It's actually, I actually—I mentioned like a couple weeks ago where I was like, I think Jack Peterson, since he's got such a team-friendly contract, if needed, might be the trade target that the Padres might want to look for. Just because you know. Doesn't cost that much. It's probably not going to cost nearly as much as what Chris Bryant might cost. But anyway, not to get onto that all that right now we got a game to cover uh the Padres also in terms of their offense it kind of went dead basically after the top of the fifth inning which saw a Victor Caratini solo shot which was absolutely lovely uh Victor Caratini I swear every time the Padres are having a bad offensive day he comes through again this was top of the fifth it wasn't the end of the game or anything like that but still kind of jump starts things and then Ryan Weathers who I swear loves to bat like am I the only one who thinks this He absolutely loves to bat every time. He looks like he's just absolutely amped up every single time at the plate. He actually gets a single here, and then Tommy Pham hits a home run to left center, not super far, only 370 feet. But alas, it was Pham's fourth of the season uh, in terms of his home run type of total and second in his last five games. Bush. All right, now that I say that out loud now, not super impressive. It's like 2-0 runs in five games necessarily. But still, it's really great to see Pham uh, performing so much better, raising his batting average on the year to .223. His numbers in the month of May through 28 games, he's batting two fifty-three with a .384 on base. Or 383 on base, I'm sorry. Uh, that's really, really good stuff. Yes, I don't necessarily know if the batting average is always going to be there. There are just signs of like the slightest bit of movement on fastball seems to have been fooling him this year to a degree. But when it comes to his eye at the plate, really, really solid. Even when he wasn't great uh, early on in the year, he was still drawing walks a lot, and he's still pretty speedy on the base path. So uh, hopefully he can continue this up, uh, bottom line. And Fam has been playing a lot better. I'm not expecting him to be a big home run guy. Which, granted, it's not like he ever was an enormous home run type of guy. His uh, career high is 23 in a season. He had 21 back with Tampa Bay when he was absolutely awesome for them in uh, 2019. I could see him finishing with like 13 for the year. 13 or 14. Maybe something like in St. Louis, his second year in St. Louis. But even still, that second year in St. Louis, while it wasn't all that effective... He turned it around when he ended up getting the traded uh, to Tampa Bay back in 2018. So, Fam, hopefully just being one of those guys that's having a slow start to the season. And with this Padres lineup can hopefully kind of uh, just... I- I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping that he's returning to his Warlock status. But so far, not too shabby at all uh in terms of the rest of this game however things do not go uh really basically from the uh, after this tommy fam home run nothing really happens for the rest of the game you have a weird errant throw by manny machado uh like a he airmailed the ball uh throwing back to first base that was weird and there was an odd play when hassan kim trying to get the lead runner out at third while it didn't materialize to another run still a bit of a weird uh, kind of decision to third to third base trying to get the lead runner in that situation. And the reason why uh, Hassan Kim was in the game is because Fernando Tatis Jr. left the game uh, with an injury. Right oblique tightness is what it is being called right now, and they're also saying that it was a precautionary thing. They just wanted to be sure, and hopefully that's a good sign. Again, I know that the Pirates don't have exactly the best track record with injuries over the last few seasons, so I know everybody's freaking out. I got really scared. Everyone got really scared. And it's just unfortunate because this was the guy who owned the weekend. And basically, that's the funny thing. Is basically Friday and Saturday were just elite, incredible baseball games, especially for the Padres just their offense, just absolutely firing on all cylinders. But now losing three in a row, uh, granted, against good teams too. That's the other thing. This is a tough kind of a trip that the Padres are on right now. You've got the Mets next. Then you've got the... Cubs yet again and then you have the Mets again coming up and I think while the Mets are struggling right now and they actually just lost last night's game on a walk off hit against the D-backs of all teams uh, I think that that team's going to eventually start uh, kicking it up a bit when people start getting healthy so that should be tough but uh, hopefully Tatis isn't hurt too much I do not have an update currently at the time of where I'm recording this you just got to hope man you just got to hope that he's staying there and that it really is just one of those slight things even if it's a 10 day IL stint I'm okay with that. As long as it's not some major injury, uh, I am fine with that. The last thing I kind of want to say is just touch on Craig Kimbrell, who an ERA of 0.78 on the season. He's been absolutely unbelievable, one of the save leaders in baseball. He struck out the side to end the game. Um, Including Victor Caratini, our clutch master, uh, unable to do anything in that spot. And just want to say that's another guy that I forgot to mention uh, early on with the trade targets. He's not necessarily somebody that the Padres will be going for. I do think that it depends on Drew Pomeranz's health. Which, granted, I just talked about how people don't trust the Padres and all that with all the injury stuff. He suffered a setback last week, so who knows when the heck Pomeranz is coming back. Uh, so we'll have to see. But otherwise, Chris Bryant, just for any of you guys, any, maybe you're not a Padres fan, you're listening to this podcast right now, that's another guy I'd be looking for uh, Craig Kimbrell uh, around because he seems to have bounced back. And to a degree, I didn't call it. But I remember talking to some people where I just thought he was so bad that at some point a regression to the mean should have been expected, that he did look totally done last year, but maybe he had a little bit left in him to at least be a, a guy who could still pitch, you know what I mean? And he Instead, he's just he looks like he's completely back. He absolutely does. So, a lot of interesting guys on the Cubs team. But with that all being said, that is it for my little recap, guys. Now, I want to talk to you about something that's fully loaded. Indeed guys, today's episode is brought to you by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Shoe is offering Locked On Padres listeners a special offer right now. You can try a can for just $1. That's right, just a buck, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedshoe.com and use promo code LOCKED ON. Just $1 and free shipping if you use the code LOCKED ON at checkout, guys. The next time you go for dip, make it Fully Loaded Shoe, Fully Loaded Shoe.com. And now, one more thing, guys, before we talk with Joe. Uh, But yeah, I feel like it's been. It's been one of those teams, the Cubs. I mean, where there's just there's a lot of nice pieces there, and I when it it's it's not that surprising to me that they're kind of figured out. Jack Peterson, while he doesn't have like you know, uh, you know, 15 home runs right now, he's hitting the ball pretty well, and he's on a cheap contract too, from what I'm um, from what I remember, very cheap contract. So yes, yeah. I'm very curious. I think a lot of teams. Are very curious to see where the Cubs end up because this is a team that like I alluded to before uh, could absolutely if things go by the wayside if if Chris Bryant really is washed for some reason which I don't think he is uh, if he falls off if Rizzo falls off maybe they Jack Peterson isn't actually very good and Javi Baez just strikes out too much maybe this becomes a team that just trades everybody because like you said. They have all these contracts that everybody's a free agent. What is that kind of like? How is How often do you think about, I guess, and how often do the Chicago fans think about, like, this could be it. This could be the end of our guys. Like, this is the team that won a World Series. The uh, Back to the future uh, d- didn't even get it right, you know, and all that stuff. So what is that kind of feeling like?
0: It's uh, It's constant. It really is. I have to remind myself not to talk about it on every podcast because it's one of those <laughs> things where – you know, the off season was, where are we going? You know, we, when we traded Darvish, we figured, okay, that's just the start. And we're going to trade a bunch of people. And there's so many rumors about Chris Bryant. And you're right. The guy's been, hes this is his seventh season. And he's had two kind of subpar years. Mm-hmm. And you're like, one was the COVID year and the other 2018, he was still a 122 um Weighted runs created plus and missed yeah. like 75 games. So even when he was playing, he was still good. He just got hurt. Mm-hmm. And the other years were all stars and an MVP. So, yeah, I've never understood the hate that Chris Bryant gets. Maybe he's just too pretty for some people and they just don't like that. Uh, but it's a, it's one of those seasons, though, because it we like these players so much. These are our guys. They did the thing that we were told as Cubs fans would never happen. So often I was told, oh, they'll never win. It's been since 1908, all that. And for that team to do it, you want them to be wearing your uniform forever. I don't want to see any of these guys wearing different uh, uniforms. That would break my heart. And they're playing well right now. You know, if there was a case for, I was making a case earlier in the year where it's like, all right, of the big three, Bryant, Rizzo, and Javi, the odds of extending all three of them or even resigning all three of them, however you Mm -hmm. want to spin it, are unlikely. So I was even kind of like, you know, Javi, we got some shortstop depth coming up. I love mm-hmm. Javi. He's so exciting. He's, you know, thank you, thank you, sir, thank you. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> you, Javi. You're amazing, dude. Um, Bias Reyes, any Javi? They're all amazing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so I was like, I maybe he could be the guy that they let go. I suppose, or, or you know, maybe he'll go to the Mets and you know him and Lindor are best friends in the off season. But yeah. I, th- that I'd be happy with because he's happy. But I don't want to see him in a Mets uniform. I don't like the Mets. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the Cubs though need to start acting like. The fourth mo- highest valued team in baseball. They're fourth on the Forbes list. Mm-hmm. They're in the third biggest market in the country, and we don't have any payroll committed in the next year. There's three guaranteed contracts next year, so there's like if they're worried about the luxury tax, they're about you know 175 million under it for the next season, and they're, it's reset this year as far as luxury tax dollars goes. So there's the I, in our media, our, our local media is trying to push a narrative that they should rebuild, and I'm like, you're just like kissing the butt of the ownership Mm, who doesn't want to mm. spend and is going to use the pandemic as a way not to spend for a few years to recuperate losses of one season it's just Mm -hmm. being cheap and as a fan yeah we think about it every day every day Chris Bryant hits a home run or bias does something amazing in the field or Rizzo does something we're like extend them everyone's got hashtag extend them for every (laughs) tweet about them so yeah it's been rough
1: yeah and and look man like it's 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 tough like you said and but I really think because when the offseason happened because this has been a big topic in baseball, I think. Um, just the this whole team's not trying, right? And teams that are trying to cut salary and all that. You have the Tampa Bay Rays, you have the Cleveland Indians, you have the Boston Red Sox of this, and of course the Cubs. Um, unfortunately, the Rays are looking like they were proven right about Snell, which just drives me insane. Um, although I'm, it's still helpful. early though. It's early. I'm,
0: Darvish was bad year one with the Cubs, and then became mm-hmm. Cy Young candidate. So maybe I'm, I'm yeah. just trying to give you some something you know, to look know. forward to. I
1: mean, he got killed over the weekend, which I. I, I talking about and it's just the thing with snell is very much like not to transition totally but just it's very hard for me to believe that he'll be this bad i'm kind of at ease with the idea that they might have sold high on him but you're telling me he's going to be worse than like andrew heaney you know what i mean like that's a it's just that's the type of that's the tier list he's on right now if you tell me he's not going to be a Corbin Burns. He's not going to be a Cy Young guy. He's going to be as good as maybe like, I don't know, uh, uh, um, I can't even come up with a good one, like a Kyle Hendricks, who's still pretty good. And I think he hopefully can bounce back too. Like that would be like a little bit more of his tier. I can accept a loss, but really all the way down here, I'm not totally sure about that. Um, but so far, the Rays are, are, are performing well. But then it's like, and then the Red Sox too, unfortunately, are apparently just doesn't matter if you don't have pitching uh, for, the, for the Boston Red Sox right now. It just doesn't matter. Um, and then you have the Cubs and the Indians, two teams that were just like, like the Indians were in the playoffs last year. The Cubs were also in the playoffs. And despite limping in a little bit, they were still in the playoffs. And I, I like I already not to repeat my points, but this team could really use a U Darvish right now. Kyle Hendricks is struggling a little bit, and I might as well transition to that. Well, um, I'll, I will Hendricks stick up is, for Kyle
0: Hendricks. Yeah, um, I just um, we'll go ahead and ask. transition. I'm sorry.
1: He's um no problem. He's going to be starting tomorrow's game against Ryan Weathers, or I should say tonight's game. When people are listening to this, um, hopefully, uh, what is kind of the feeling on him because he's been arguably the most consistent, like B plus or A minus starter in the league. This guy doesn't strike out a ton of people. He induces some ground balls sometimes, but he is literally the peak of con- of consistent. But so far. He's been getting hit pretty hard in some games. Uh, is that like a little bit of bad luck? Is it that he ended up on the, I think, did he had a COVID? I don't know if he ended up on the COVID list for a second. Um, or... uh, he did,
0: they, uh, he did end up it? on the COVID list because it was he tested negative, but there was precautions because he had like, was, a couple
1: symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe that's one of the things. Maybe it threw him off. Maybe he's just having a grip. What's kind of the feel on Hendricks? Is he going to bounce back? Do you think he'll win tonight's game? I don't know. What do you got?
0: Well, he has been bouncing back, actually. That's why I was going to. Uh, jump in to stick up for him a little bit what's really interesting about Kyle's season and they posted this graphic and I felt very like vindicated because I was mentioning on the podcast to people I was saying I got to dig at the numbers because I have a feeling if you remove his two starts against Atlanta and every hitter on Atlanta I remember with his first start against Atlanta in April. They were showing like Freddie Freeman career against Kyle Hendricks, 390. Marcelo Zuna career against Hendricks, 420. Uh, Ronald Acuna, for, I'm like, man, God, this entire team destroys Hendricks. <laughs> and then that game, he gave up like seven earned in two innings. And then his, he started against him the next week and got shellacked. And I was looking at if you take his starts against Atlanta out of his ERA, his ERA is a respectable about a three even. So, mm-hmm. and he, he's, been tr- he's been trending in the right direction lately. He had a weird start against, I can't remember who, it might have been Cincinnati, where it was just bloop, single, bloop, single, bloop, single. And that's Mm going to happen when you don't strike out a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of factoring in. But he's really, the numbers are going in the right way. Zach Davies had a horrific April. And Zach Davies, fun fact, because a friend of mine tweeted this out, Zach Davies had a lower ERA in the month of May than you, Darvish. Mm. Obviously, your Darvish is a much better pitcher than Zach Davies, <laughs> but I'm having a little fun with you, of course. Here, no, no. I so got Hendricks you, I got is going you. the I right way.
1: I see. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And look, Kyle's Davies, underrated
0: though. He still is.
1: Yeah, I 100 I 100 agree. I think part of that was because he was a little. He was he's hiding behind not hiding. That's a wrong word to use. But he's behind Darvish. He's been behind some other guys. You know, even when Jake Arrieta, I think Hendricks was good around when. Area has like the best second half ever for a pitcher. Like he's just been a little bit forgotten, but and I think it's because every time you get those guys who induce a lot of ground balls and don't wipe out people, they're not Corbin Burns, they're not Garrett Cole, Jacob DeGrom. Everyone's just they always expect, oh, okay, he's just getting lucky. But then it keeps happening, it keeps happening every year. So I have faith in him. I'd say I have more faith in him to bounce back than Blake Snell, believe it or not. But uh, that is a good point. Acuna is a monster and he is yeah. just been absolutely unbelievable it's a shame kind of that their their manager is a little bit old school it doesn't seem to always stick up for him uh in every situation but uh terrible like LaRusso with the White Sox yeah like LaRusso with the White Sox um yeah so I'm curious to see what happens there with with Hendricks I think that he is going to be good and I'm wondering like for the rest of this rotation now what's kind of the story about the Cubs with the rest of the rotation? Is it lacking? Is it Could they make a trade somehow? I know that they're the question with them is whether or not they'll sell, but I'm curious. Yeah, I guess that'll be my last question for you is kind of like, are people not talking about what if they buy at the deadline? Is that possible? Or is this a thing where, like you said, ownership is just pinching pennies and acting like this team can't go anywhere, despite the fact that they're playing really, really good baseball right now?
0: Yeah, they really are playing strong baseball. Well, our president of baseball operations, a name you should be familiar with, Jed Hoyer, has been saying that if you know, if we're there, there is room to make a deal. He's he's been on the radio saying that if this team is needs something to put him over the top, we will do it, especially since capacity at Wrigley Field has just been expanded recently. It's now up to like 60%. And so things are looking better on, on that front. I do believe they need another starter. So there's a team I've been watching in the standings, the Washington Nationals. I keep rooting for them to lose uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, because I want Max Scherzer. I mm-hmm. think Max Scherzer's still putting up good numbers. His fastball's still 96, and you know he's got postseason experience. He's a free agent in the offseason, so maybe they could get him to stick around a little bit. You know, We've got a lot of young arms coming through. The Cubs forever just weren't developing pitchers. they developed so many great hitters over the last decade. And they just couldn't get any hit, uh, pitchers through the ranks. But this year, we've got a lot of arms coming through. So many of our this this two rookies in our bullpen. Tommy Nance, who's a great story. He was playing independent ball a year ago. Thirty year old throwing ninety seven with one of the best spin rates of a curveball in baseball right now. Keegan Thompson mm-hmm. has been on fire. Our bullpen is, is the strength of this team right now. I mean, the offense has definitely jumped up. Like I said, we were second to the Padres right now in like runs per game, I believe, at least over the last six weeks. And uh, but as far as the starting rotation goes, Hendricks is his trending upwards. He's kind of figured it out. Davies had a really strong May. Adbert Elzaleh, who's our rookie, who's got nasty stuff, throws 96, 97, uh a killer slider. He's I'm very confident in him. Arietta has been kind of like every other start. He'll have a start where he gives mm-hmm. you six innings to earn, and then the next start he's giving you like four and two thirds and four or five runs. So it's kind of he's kind of yo-yoing back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see him kind of become a little more consistent. And he was earlier in the year, and then had some finger things, so he was on the ten-day IL. And since he's come back from that, he's been again mm-hmm. up and down. We need another starter, though. I, I, I'm confident with Hendricks and Alzolay at the top, but I would like another ace level. You know, if we could give you four teenagers and Zach Davies for you, Darvish, that'd be cool. Um, I don't know if yeah. Was interested.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think that they're uh, pretty uh, happy with you, Darvish, right now. It's funny seeing, um, like, with one of my favorite. I keep making this joke way too much, but the whole. I love what people get overexcited about a prospect that's like. Really, it's like a single. It was the catcher guy that we gave in the trade. I forgot his name, uh, catcher in first base. And someone's like, "Here's the guy that the Padres gave up." Like, look at this video, and it's him like taking batting practice, like on the. It's like, all right, it's like on a potato iPhone. I'm like, all right, does that really mean anything, guys? No offense to him, it could. He could be great, but it's just stop looking for, you're reaching a little bit uh acting like this is proof enough that he's going to be uh something great and you know to a degree i'm still rooting for zach davies too i loved watching him last year i know he got beat up a lot so far this year i somewhat thought that that might happen just because i'm i think he was just re- way too good last year i think that people catch on to the fact he loves that little sinker outside and away. he looks like peter parker pre spider bite like that guy is just he's such a little guy i love davies um Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's pretty amazing, guys. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform. So check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. And two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market, then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the how it works video, and then sign up to get started. Remember, sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports training, guys. And speaking of profits, guys, let's also talk to you about the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline.ag Baseball season, obviously, in full swing. The Padres have lost a couple games in a row. Hopefully you weren't betting on them and stuff, but still, when it comes to all your latest news, odds, and info, they've got baseball covered as well as the NBA, NHL, all your UFC, MMA action, whatever you're looking for. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up bonus and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On when doing so. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I guess if you want to transition at all, uh, and asking me any questions, maybe for your listeners, or what have you, because. Oh, boy, man, Uh, a a weekend to behold. Uh, Certainly, I was hanging out this weekend, but I kind of there was points where I was like, man, I wish I could have been at home. I pulled it up on my phone, of course, you know, wherever I was like, I have to I have to pull up my Amazon account. Um, Kind of what what do you got for me about the Padres, if anything?
0: The number one thing I think everyone thinks about right now with the San Diego Padres is Fernando Tatis Jr. (laughs) And I really want to thank San Diego because. I'm, you know, I'm a diehard Cubs fan and growing up in Chicago you can't like both you have to like mm-hmm. the Cubs or the White Sox and the Cubs traded Eloy Jimenez to the White Sox and he started off real well for them mm-hmm. and he's hurt now but every mm-hmm. Sox fan was like thanks for Eloy thanks for Eloy and luckily we'd be like any team that trades Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm-hmm. for James Shields Oof. doesn't get to say anything about trades yeah
1: man, yeah, man. it's and it, it look, it, it's I, and some things, it's like, okay, they want to get a good starter at the time, or at least try to get a starter to kind of bolster the team or whatever, right? Like, it's not the worst trade. I still think that that, that raise uh, Pirates trade, which is like a meme at this point, is pretty atrocious for Glass now and on Austin Meadows for Chris Archer. It's pretty rough, but still, um, yeah, it's been. A delight it's it's funny how many people especially this weekend texted me being like i can't believe you lucked out with this team you're from jersey you grew up mostly uh, except for like a few years ago uh we're a yankees fan for most of your life and then you start following this team a little bit and then lockdown comes along and then now you just have the most exciting player in the sport that they've had in like a decade and it's just like yeah uh pretty much the home runs that he hit this weekend were sensational and he's what I love so far is because remember at the beginning of the year he has the solar subluxation, and I think everyone in this every every baseball fan was like, no, no, please, no, and it looks like so far it doesn't seem to be him too much, man. I mean, he's killing it so far, batting above three hundred. He's got sixteen home runs. He hit one in the game uh, yesterday. Uh, off you guys is kind of the highlight, as well as a nice highlight running to second base, evading evading uh, the tag from from. Um, the the was that heavy
0: Bias? I don't know if it was Javier. I think it was so good at second. It was so good, I believe. Yeah, I forgot. yeah.
1: Man, he's that was just, just incredible.
0: He's got one of the most exciting players I've seen in a while. So much swagger, playing the game his own way. He hears the old head saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you should do this and that," and he doesn't care. I feel like mm-hmm. every time, like that bomb he hit in Houston, clutch too. Very clutch player. Yeah, the way he stood there, like he knows yeah, what
1: these old columnists are
0: going to say. He doesn't care. I love it. I love everything he's doing.
1: Yeah, and I think that what's so great is he's almost kind of invincible to that stuff because do you can you imagine if, like, someone threw at him after doing something? Like, that would become the enemy of all national media. for that. Like, that's kind of... That sounds almost a little hyperbolic, but it's true. Like, you look at what happened last year with the three zero incident, and no one ever got to throw at him again. Uh, not really. I think that's because everybody knows, like, if you do this, you will get, like, attacked. I don't know if the league has the balls to, like... Actually, for once, suspend guys who throw at people for bat flipping. I don't know if they have the balls to do that yet. I think they should. I think they should be like, you know what? Uh, the Whoever it was on the Twins that threw at yermaine Mercedes, just be like, uh, sorry, you're gone for like 20 games. Sorry, we need to get this out of the sport. This is too much. But uh, really, he's just been an absolute blast. And every other thing that he adds to it, on top of being a good player, like you said, just exciting. He knows how to capture the moment. He's too cool. He's like one of the – some people ask me, like, imagine if you met Tatis. I always say, no, I'm not cool enough. I'm literally <laughs> not cool enough to meet him. I would be terrified. I'd be like, no, like I don't know too cool. I can't meet you. You don't, don't waste your time talking to me. It'd be one of those. Right. But, uh, yeah, he's been unbelievable. And I'm so happy that he's been able to overcome the injury to extent errors at shortstop leads the league in errors right now. But with, I believe 14 or 15, unless he made another one over the weekend, I'm not sure. Uh, He's just been an absolute delight, but maybe in the defensive department, uh, that might be affecting him a little bit, but in general, I am enjoying the ride uh, right now, and I'm enjoying the fact that, uh, you know, it it was very close, it feels like, to being, we might have lost him for the year, and that hasn't happened. Yeah,
0: I don't want any of these. There's so many young guns in baseball right now, young, you know, stud hitters that you just don't want to root for any kind of injury, mm-hmm. unless it's the playoffs and you really want your team to win. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, if it's San Diego versus Atlanta, you're like, hey, Acuna, if you want to twist an ankle, I'm not gonna to be too upset. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're the like out season. for
1: a year. It's just like maybe you miss one game, you know, one of those. yeah. Yeah, if
0: you want to miss games three, four, and five, that's <laughs> quite all right by me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get that. I get that. We all do that, I guess, as fans sometimes.
0: But San Diego definitely is a, as a team that I feel like who really could hate the Padres, other than Giants and Dodger fans nationwide. If you guys go on a deep October run, I think the whole country will get behind you. San Diego's never won a World Series. They've mm-hmm. come close a couple times. uh San Diego is such a fun city. You know, it's a city that I feel like no one's ever been like San Diego. You know, it's not mm-hmm. Philly. It's not New York. Yeah. Not Chicago to some people. Like, so I get it that. um uh, it's got to be a good position to be in. You got such a nice young team, and they look like they're going to be locked together for a long time. Machado and, and of course Tatis are on these big contracts.
1: Yeah, it's it's really great. And you, you mentioned like the San Diego thing. Like, I think what's what's part of the fun is that only pro sports team there now. Ever since the Chargers left, they've right. now kind of they're trying to corner that market, and I kind of am buying it. I think that ownership is like. Let's kind of just be the team of this one city and whatnot. Now that the Chargers left. Now that the only the second biggest team is like what the Aztecs for San Diego State University. Like there's really not much necessary to compete with. So they're really going for it. And at least right now. And I've been thinking about this lately, where it's like they are at literally a hundred percent approval rating. I actually would would disagree. I actually don't think the Giants fans hate us too much. The Dodgers fans do. The Dodgers fans like to one of my favorite things about the Dodgers fans is they like to act like like they're not scared of us at all, right? First of all, that's a lie. And second, your own team is, though. Not in a like, oh, but they're smart. They're like, yeah, let's go Jeff Trevor Bauer. Why are we going to just sit here? The, the Andrew Friedman in the Dodgers front office, unbelievable job. Yes, they get Mookie Betts because the Red Sox decide that they're poor and all that stuff. But on top of that, like you have Bellinger. You have Seager. You, obviously, you've had Kershaw for a millennia. You have Walker Buehler. All these little guys like Chris Taylor and Max Muncy. Like... They know how to build a baseball team, man. Like, it's not just they just buy everybody. So you got to give credit to the Dodgers. And that's why I always find funny. The fans are acting like we're nothing. But the front office is like, no, we are not messing with this. Let's go get Bauer. Let's, you know, bolster some of our bullpen guys, re-sign Blake Trine. And, like, we are not messing around with this because they're like, why would we? We shouldn't get cocky. We won one World Series after what? Nine years basically, where we were supposed to. We were one of the top five teams, but kept losing to any team, even the Cubs, everybody, they would keep losing and stuff. So, um, definitely, it's I'm hoping though that they don't go the way of some other uh, 100% approval teams, uh, which is what I've been thinking about lately. You know, the Warriors at one point, basketball wise, everyone loved the Warriors, and then they, they turned to the dark side. You got even the Royals a little bit for baseball. Uh, they went from being very likable to having some guys who are a little bit a little bit too much and people didn't totally love them. And there's there's always these teams that people love. Even the Yankees actually a couple years ago when they had like uh Starling Castro and Didi Gregorius and it was it was the first Aaron Judge year. I was watching people just lose their minds. They were like this seems fun. And then of course they they get stanton and so i'm hoping that they keep the 100% for a long time. Hopefully no player does anything stupid. <laughs> you know what i mean hopefully no one like, you know, has some bad tweets that they put out or whatever like that. Uh hopefully the Tommy Pham
0: probably should stay away from what was it strip clubs? He got Yeah,
1: him. yeah, mm-hmm. He probably That's should. It. <laughs> Just stay away from those. But Tommy Pham also uh heating up, uh, especially over the weekend, playing a lot better. Um i haven't looked at his numbers recently, but he had like a a 280 440 on base uh, lately. He's been really good hitting some. He had, a, he had a home run over this weekend, too. So Tommy Pham looking not necessarily like he's going to how he was with the Cardinals from a few years ago or even the Rays, but at least a solid team. He doesn't have to hit 28 home runs this year. He just has to be that 260 batting average, 350 on base guy. We already have Tatis and Manny and apparently Myers and Hosmer and all these guys. You know, we've had some. Kim. It's such a deep team that. You don't need too much from just one guy uh, to hope it goes your way.
0: That's what the Cubs have been figuring it out too, and that's why Mm -hmm. I like players like a Tommy Pham because they know their role. They, when they come up to bat, they're not trying to hit like a five-run home run, you know, and just just Mm -hmm. swing out of their shoes. They're playing within their means. The Cubs had that with Matt Duffy's emergence this year, who's on Mm -hmm. the IL now. He was a guy that out of necessity, started playing every day and was just such a shot of life because he was never gave away an at-bat, was always working the count, going the opposite field, which the Cubs weren't. The Cubs were off to a historically bad offensive start. That guy came in, and it just had this domino effect, kind of like in basketball when you see one guy die for a loose ball and then everyone else starts playing hustle defense. That's what Matt Duffy brought to the table, and I'm like, that's what we need. The Cubs kind of needed more role-player type guys because we had a team full of like highly-touted prospects, first-round picks, who they all thought, I'm the man. We had at one point three different guys who had high MVP votes. Bryant won an MVP. Rizzo was a top five finisher two years in a row, and Javi was a runner up. And then Wilson Contreras, of course, is a, thinks he's a, well, he is a stud, but he has that mentality of mm-hmm. "I'm the man." When you have so many players with the mentality that they're the man, you could go on a slumps where because everyone just starts mm-hmm. to slump together. And then they get hot yeah. and cold all at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And the Padres are feeling that, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, but, man, I look, I've, I said this before the weekend. This, this Padres are really facing a lot of fun teams. I just think that, you know, you start with Houston. They went two out of three there. And now you have the Cubs. Then you have the Mets. And then I forgot. If, do we play again right after that? Hold on one Yeah, second. next
0: week. I think we'll face you that time because we're not facing yeah. you this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got the the Cubs again, I believe. Let me just check that to make sure. Yeah, it's Cubs, then the Mets again, and then they play the Rockies and Cincy, which is fine. And then finally, that Dodgers series end of June is going to be a lot of fun. The matchup, which has been incredible, but I'm really looking forward to the rest of this series and the one next week. Uh, and I guess before we wrap up, I was curious because you're due to the On Network and all that stuff. And I was wondering, like, you have some comedy stuff. This is cool what's what's going on man i want to know like what, what are you doing off of what you, you're doing stand-up what's what's going on man i want to i love it when i when people are doing different things aside from you know i love
0: it yeah i've been doing stand-up comedy for like 12 13 years now i've opened for a lot of pretty big names and i headlined some clubs myself i've got a couple comedy specials that people could check out on my youtube channel that's youtube.com joe kilgallen and I'm all over TikTok too. Just I post mostly stand-up clips. You're not gonna see any dances out of me. And uh yeah, just something I fell in love with. I started doing stand-up uh like when I was like 21, 22. I think it was about twenty-two. And then just went from there. You know, I work all a lot of the clubs, you know. I've I've done uh, the Madhouse in San Diego, done of the Padres listeners. So I, I love that club down in San Diego and yeah, I've traveled across this country, uh, you know, from Alaska to Florida, New York to LA and Worked on some TV shows, done some acting. I was actually in a Cubs commercial, coincidentally enough. Oh, so when Locked On cool. came calling, I was like, oh, this seems like a perfect fit for me. Because, yeah, I'm a diehard Cubs fan, of course. And I was already doing uh, another Cubs podcast. And I had some friends. I, had, I was friends with the guys who did the Locked On White Sox podcast. And I'm just I'm happy to be part of this great network.
1: Absolutely, man. Hey, look. You earned my follow. I got to I got to follow on all the platforms and whatnot. Uh, happy Thank to meet you, you and everything oh, you and be man. on board. And hey, uh, enjoy the locked on chat as well. They get crazy in there. Uh, a lot of times it gets a little bit madhouse in there. Trying but, to keep uh, up. <laughs> yeah, you got. It takes a lot to keep up. But have happy to have you on board. I've been doing this for. Wow, shocking, like more than a year now, which is crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday after everything that happened this year. But uh, a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the series, man. Obviously, hope the Cubs lose the rest of the the games. Of
0: course, of course, course you do. Of course, of course, (laughs)
1: course, of course, of course. But uh, so far, you got us in game one, and I'm looking forward to the rest of it, man.
0: Yeah, it should be a great series. Uh, Two exciting teams.
1: And zip zappy doodah, everybody. That about does it for my discussion with Sir Joe Gilgallon of Locked On Cubs. Really fun discussion. At least I think. I admit I'm biased because it was a discussion that I was involved in, but I thought it was really good. I hope you guys enjoyed it, uh, and hopefully we could get a W in this damn Cubs series. Uh, But before we wrap things up, guys, just want to talk to you really quickly about the best podcast for all of your sporting needs early on in the morning, just 20 minutes Catches you up on everything, guys. That is, of course, the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the icon Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts here at Locked On. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, guys. I listen to that every morning. It's fantastic. And hopefully you listen to this podcast every morning for the future of the show. Uh, Tomorrow's episode probably going to be recapping this game, which is an early game today, actually, Uh, 2.20 Eastern time. So I got an exciting lunch to look forward to, I guess. And I'll be I'll be getting my haircut uh, too, which is which is quite the thing. I might have to delay the haircut just so I don't miss the Padres game. so who knows but uh, that's a whole thing to look forward to. And also probably for tomorrow's episode gonna be answering a listener question that was sent in the Apple Podcast review uh, section. so that should be a lot of fun. and then Thursday and probably Friday too, you can expect my chat with Ryan Finkelstein. Of Lockdown Mets, a crossover. Haven't talked to Ryan before in podcast form. So that should be a whole lot of fun. I love meeting and, I mean, I know Ryan. You know, I've talked to him before, but like doing a podcast with him, I haven't done that before. So for the first time, that should be a whole lot of fun. But. With that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure, like I said, to send those five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app with a question in the description, and it'll be guaranteed to be featured on the show. Of course, follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire Faithful homies, take care.